0: I would, I would then say, but, but really I'm so grateful for this relationship. I remember hearing that so well. And I'm like, from that point on, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'd probably been doing that for a long time. I would always want to acknowledge the issue or whatever it is, but I'd always find gratitude at the end. It always had to be right next to it in order to come to to full closure and to be in a place, a better place with it. Um, So from that point, that was a start. And um, I realized how powerful, again, the same way exercise was so powerful for me, gratitude I found was so powerful for me.
1: Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds. And the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach. And I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Julie Boye here, and I'm so excited that you've decided to join me today. I've invited Sharon Saraga walters to be on the podcast today. She is an incredible, incredible woman, multi-talented, multi-passionate, and we talk about her passion for gratitude. Her brand new book, Gratisize 365, has just been released. Sharon started her career in fitness as an in-home trainer. She was one of the first to do this. She is also a registered massage therapist and has been doing that career for decades, which is amazing. We talk about how her experience with Rhonda Burns' The Magic changed her and her wife's appreciation for gratitude. Sharon is able to see gratitude in ways that I've never thought of before. She shares with us how to love our body while we're exercising. And I also get to share a little bit of my own sedentary to fit journey. You can follow me on TikTok to learn more about that. And we talk about how the pandemic has changed her business in a positive way. For the past 10 years, I've been running a program called the 30 Day Whole Body Detox. If you were around the podcast last year, you would have heard me talking about it. And I wanted to share some new and exciting things that are happening with this program. Now, first, the question you're probably asking yourself is how are gratitude and gut health related? Well, I've done several webinars explaining the two being very connected. And if I can put it simply, when we take time to practice gratitude, it has a positive effect on so many of our bodily functions, including our digestion. Simply sitting down for a meal and pausing before eating can have a positive impact on our digestion. What you might not know about me is that I've been studying gut health and the microbiome for over a decade. And this year, I'm very excited to announce the upgrade to the 30-day whole body detox, and that is the six-week gut reset. Perhaps you heard an episode earlier this year with my business partner, Kathy Skelcher and I, when we talked about going away and doing some planning for the upcoming year and the programs that we wanted to share. Working with Kathy has allowed me to expand this program in ways that I'd never thought of before. So not only will you be supported with your gut health and digestion, with menu plans, recipes, and ways to nourish your body over the six-week program, There will also be live yoga classes, live gratitude meditations with yours truly, and five different live workshops, as well as one-on-one and group coaching. If you're feeling like you're lacking vitality and energy, you're not getting the rest you need, and your digestion just doesn't feel great, I invite you to take a closer look to see if this program is right for you. You can check out all the details at sixweekgutreset.com. You can message me directly through that site, or if you find that the program aligns with where you are right now and you're looking for this kind of support, you can also register directly through the site. Our program starts on April 3rd, 2022. I would love to have you as a part of this incredible journey to really nourish your mind, body, and spirit, all while focusing on gut health for six weeks this spring. Okay, let's get right into this interview with Sharon Sarraga-Walters.
0: Hello and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boye,
1: and today I'm welcoming Sharon Sarago walters to the podcast. Hello, my friend. Hello. I am Thank so you. glad that you're here. Oh, I'm, I'm loving it. I can't wait. Yes. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Sharon before we get started. So she has over 35 years of experience operating and promoting her own business in health and wellness. She has a passion for exercise and gratitude, and that passion inspired her mission, changing the world with gratitude by making gratitude an action and not a reaction. I'm just so excited to get into all of these things. Now, Sharon has created a number of different programs and her newest book is Gratisize 360, which will go into even deeper steps and helping you to create your own daily gratisize routine from the time you wake up throughout your day and before going to sleep for 365 days. Now she has created so many other amazing gratitude projects along the way, but I'll let that story unfold as Sharon and I have a conversation today about all things gratitude. So Sharon, I love this. I mean, you have over 35 years of experience in this field. How did you come to be someone, you know, with this passion around health, wellness and gratitude? Is this like, were you always kind of a sporty, healthy person?
0: Um, well, thank you for that intro. And, you know, um, I, looking back at it, because um, people have asked. So I was, I was a tomboy when I was little, but then when I got to high school, no way, I was a couch potato. I stopped completely. And then when I got to college, um, in fact, in my book, I've uh, given gratitudes to a friend of mine who got me into running. And I did not like running at all. It was like the last thing I wanted to do but it made me feel so good. I was that's that's how the whole journey started, was how good I felt when I started exercising. You know, I, I just say the, the I felt empowered and I felt healthy and energized. It was it was so surprising to me, and I I just never stopped. I mean, I still I've been a marathon runner. I every five years I run a marathon, and um, I just I exercise has been something that I really finally found the love of it. I knew the value of it, but I found the love of it. And you found it in running. I, I'm kind of like Forrest Gump. I love slow running and I love I can run forever and I it's my meditation time because yep. I don't run fast, but I just I just kind of take in it's a meditation for me.
1: Okay, that's amazing. I mean, I I'm a former runner and former triathlete, so I'm unable to run anymore, unfortunately, due to some injuries that, uh, running is not, you know, favorable anymore, but I do walk walk is like walking is my favorite way to move my body and to get outside. Like you said, getting outside and into that, you know, just going and being in nature and connecting and all of these things. So I I am very impressed at your ability to run over a number of decades. I find that really amazing because running can be really hard on our bodies and you, I mean, that's fantastic. So then Um, You developed a career in this, right? Like how did you go from a runner, you know, part-time runner, casual runner to actually building your
0: career doing this? You know, um, I graduated um, and it was a program back in the day when wellness was just becoming to become popular and it was in health promotions. So I got my degree in that and then I worked at a fitness center. Uh, Well, I would say it was a wellness center Mm -hmm. and I'll never forget a woman came, uh, approached me and her husband was like a very well-known cardiologist. And in, in I was in Florida at the time. And she said, I need someone to come to the house to help my husband to exercise. And that was the start for me. I thought, wow, now that's a great idea to go to someone's home and help inspire them. And that was it. So I started becoming, I was a fitness trainer. I'd go to people's homes. And it was before fitness was even popular then. It just was not happening. And that was the start for me. And I loved it. I had that for nine years and it was called one-to-one fitness. And I was, I literally, honestly, I was the only fitness trainer where I was from in Jacksonville, Florida. I had not met, it took me almost eight years to meet another fitness trainer. That was back in the day that was early nineties. And I went to LA to finally meet some other trainers. Yeah. Yeah. That really
1: was sort of the beginning of that movement and especially the one-on-one training and in-home training. I mean, now we kind of take it for granted and- you know i mean some of the ways because a lot of people's businesses you know had to close over the past two years like one on one training became the only way that you could work with clients right because your gyms closed and studio fitness and you were really a pioneer in this industry i love that about you that you know you found something you love and then you found a way to serve people doing it i mean we hear that all the time it's like you know find what it is that you love and you'll never work a day for the rest of your life but we don't always meet people who live that way and I see that energy in you so much in the way that you show up and the way that you talk about the work that you do. And so you're doing this work through fitness. Um, and back then also, you know, nobody, definitely nobody was really talking about gratitude at all. So, how did you come across this practice of gratitude?
0: So that was another that was another great story. So yeah, I starting in 1989. Um, I started really working, doing this whole, all the gratitude work. I was, uh, I I started in a, in a course called Lifestream. It was um, offered in in my hometown of Jacksonville. And it was all about, um, it was about love. It was about how to change negativity into positivity. So I went there into the gamut. I mean, I really, then I started doing so many courses. I went out to Coos Bay, Oregon to take a course, um, another course, all about unconditional love So I've, I've been in this journey and I still, to this day, I'm still learning, you know, I'm always open to all different courses and really for me, gratitude, I'll never forget the time it happened when the, when the word and the, in the association around it, I'll never forget. I was with my, um, a life coach and he's a psychologist in where I, in Florida, and I was going through a hard time. And I remember, I'll never forget hearing myself saying it was in a relationship. And I never remember when I said I would share the experience and then I would say, I would, I would then say, but, but really I'm so grateful for this relationship. I remember hearing that so well. And I'm like, from that point on, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'd probably been doing that for a long time. I would always want to acknowledge the issue or whatever it is, but I'd always find gratitude at the end. It always had to be right next to it in order to come, to come to full closure and to be in a place, a better place with it. Um, so from that point, that was the start. And um, I realized how powerful, again, the same way exercise was so powerful for me, gratitude I found was so powerful for me. You know, the, the, it was, so that's, that's how, thank you. Cause those two things really are what brought me to the to right here and now.
1: That is so interesting to me, honestly, Sharon, because you were at a time where this just wasn't even be t- like, just, we weren't even really talking about it. And you came across this and noticed that, you know, how much of a difference it made when we found, you found the gratitude in the different situations and things like that. And it's interesting because before we pressed record, of course, a lot of the great conversations happened before we pressed record. Uh, It's interesting that, you know, we talked about how for many years, like I've been, so you've been in this for, Decades, and I started around, but it's been about a decade for me. And I found for so long we were kind of alone. You know, you Mm -hmm. felt like like who else is really talking about this gratitude thing? You know, I remember when I wrote my my book, like which was many years after you wrote your first book, I believe. I still felt I was like no one's really writing about this, no one's really talking about this. So, what was it? Because you've written a number of books and had different programs. So, when was the first time you decided to bring gratitude and exercise together? in a program in a way that you were offering, uh, to your clients and maybe to the greater public?
0: You know, it was, um, in 2016, I remember, um, I was approached to do a workshop that actually didn't happen at that time, but it brought the idea to to light because I'd like, well, what am I going to teach? And that's when it all happened. I thought, okay, I'm taking the two things that I love and I'm, And, and as Lauren, I was talking with Lauren the other day, she said, hi, I'm marrying them together. I've never used that term, but yeah. So I married them together. And really that's, it was in 2016 and it just started coming through me. You know, I'm like, wow, exercise. I love gratitude. I love, how can I put the two together? How can I create exercises that help build, build the gratitude muscle? And the rest was history.
1: Okay. Well, so, so tell me a little bit more about that. Like how do you make exercises like with gratitude? <laughs>
0: well, you know, I, I, I would say this also during that same time, you know, I was, um, I read the book, Rhonda Byrne, the magic. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that book was really, uh, that was um, gosh, I guess it was 10 or 12 years ago. And it was so inspiring to me. It was such a wake up call because I know I I was grateful but she really opened me up to being really grateful, things I took for granted, like the simplest things. And so that really, and I we did the work, that work for about a year, my wife and I, we kept doing it over and over and over again, the magic. So, um, you know, from that feeling, what I got about taking things for granted, it was really easy because my first book, The 28 Day Gratitude Workout, I, I chose really easy, simple exercise to do that they're simple, but we don't we don't really think about it. We don't think about those exercises that are so simple. And until we really think about them, it's, I was stunned of the difference, like, you know, in the shower being appreciative of that and just those things that we take for granted, you know? Um, so that was really the, the start of it. And and, and it, you know, I always believe when something comes so easy, it's right. And in the writing of it, it came so easily to me. I never had a first thought that I'd ever write a book, ever. It was never, ever, ever in my thoughts, ever.
1: And then it came through. I Oh, I love that so much that you allowed it, right? Mm-hmm. That you listened to your intuition. Yeah. You know, um, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about that, you know, how creativity lives like in the ether, and, you know, it's up to us to listen for those downloads and to take the ideas and just allow them to be, cause they're already there. We're just, you know, allowing them to come through us and express them. And most people, they hear the idea, it, you know, it knocks on their door and they just, they like, let it keep knocking. And eventually the idea just goes away and you mm-hmm. decided to anyways, to go for it and just allow it to come through you. There's something you said there though, that I want to, um, dig into really around the exercise and the movement and the gratitude thing. So myself being someone who is a former Ironman triathlete, you know, I did, I, I did triathlon for a decade, finished three full Ironman triathlons. And then after my third one really had an injury that, that took me out of running for many, many years and was basically sedentary for about almost a decade, like pretty much sedentary. And you know, I, first of all, I didn't even know beginner fitness was a thing. Like I didn't know that was a thing, but what you said about like how we take movement for granted. So I started beginner fitness and really like, because that's what my body needs. And just the simple actions that I took so much for granted before, when I was training, they now become things that I am actually grateful that I can do, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? So I think about that in your work, like how, you know, how that serves people that maybe aren't running like you, right?
0: You know, that's, it's true, you know, and and really for me for a while, even though I, I you know, I say the and it's, but when I look at it as a physical exercise, really, you know, I really think about when I go to the gym now and I really think about, I mean, My body, I really see when I'm on the machines, I really see my body, thank my body for the movements that I'm doing. And I, I used to never do that years ago. So, you know, the cool thing about anything, but gratitude, I'll say when we, when we, when we practice it, it gets to a deeper, deeper level. It keeps getting deeper and, and how we take it, how we experience it, because those are things that I never, um, you know, I did never did. And it keeps coming all these different deeper, deeper um, awarenesses that I get it with gratitude and I love it. So tell me a little bit about
1: that. Like how, what does it look like when you go to the gym?
0: Well, so, okay. So I, I lived in Florida my whole life. So I never went to a gym because I thought it was beautiful. I could go out and go for a run. So now I'm living in Colorado and, um, I, sometimes if it's snowing, you know, I, I'm so appreciative of a gym. I, I never belonged to one ever until now. And so I'm really appreciative that I can go to the gym and and I can mostly I do the treadmill i i go I run on the treadmill, I'll do the elliptical, but the other thing that's neat about it is i when I work out, I'm really gentle with myself i don't I don't go full on I don't. I like to just talk about being loving and self love I do a self love workout i i I work out, but it's mostly you would almost think I'm doing like almost like stretching of Pilates on the machines. I use lighter weights, I want to get the stretch in. I don't try and, and I I never, I, I leave there feeling really great. It's not like, oh my God. So that's my workout. Okay. So
1: for those that aren't watching the video, Sharon, and can't see you, um, what decade of life are you in right now?
0: Um, so
1: we'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude, love letter into your inbox It's something that will bring joy and happiness and, of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way, you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you, and I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm not asking. for. So episode, I'm really no. proud of myself. Okay. So I oh, yeah, actually, yeah. you I can say your it. age. I just didn't know if you wanted to. So no, I like, want oh, to say, I'll say guessing. it. I, yeah. I, so I'm going to be 62 in July. So this is so important because the, what I want to, take from this and why I wanted you to say your age is because uh-huh. if people can't see you, they they can't see, like, literally you look so healthy and happy and fit and you're glowing and all these things. And what you said about the exercise as self, a self-love practice and the mm-hmm. way that you're doing it in a way that's kind to yourself, I think speaks to the longevity of you being mm-hmm. able to continue to be physically active in your sixties. Yeah. And because I think what a lot of us come across, um, like as a former triathlete, right? Like that is so, so hard on your body. And it's a big problem because it leads to injuries and then an inability to be able to work out. Like I'm in my forties and I'm Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to exercise without injury and pain. Mm -hmm. So, that I think is something I would just want to pause for a minute for people to listen to and understand how exercise can be kind and loving.
0: And I love that. So thank you for pointing that out too, because I really believe in that so strongly and, you know, and it's a way in which I have not been injured. Thank goodness. And even I've been a massage therapist for 30 years Mm -hmm. and I've not been injured. You know, everything I do, I don't know where I learned it, but thank goodness I did is just to be kinder with myself and really knowing how much I'm going to, I'm going to push myself and not, you know, it's, it's a, it's a practice that is really important. And when people can hopefully see it before they get injured or after they've been injured to then manage it differently themselves. Yeah.
1: I'm really starting to understand a little bit more about self-compassion and being just kinder to myself. And I think I had a few little personal light bulb moments when you were talking about that, you know, about like when you're training like that. And I think just like I, I started as a competitive gymnast. So it like every sport to me there was always had to be like a competition and, Mm -hmm. you know, push to be the best and, you know, all that stuff. But what if, what if, you know, we look at it from your perspective and the way that you approach it something you love, something you enjoy, and you're being kind to your body in this way. Mm -hmm. That could be transformative for someone who's listening right now um, and the way that they exercise and take care of their body.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's in, and I love us talking about this because I remember back then when I was a trainer and I remember I just couldn't be the trainer that just like, just went way, you know, really intense. And I, that just wasn't me. And, and so I didn't have many people that I don't even think I lost any clients from that, but I I just, when I started to see people, you know, becoming, doing training, I was just not, I was just the trainer that just was going to go at the pace mm. of what they wanted and not. And so I actually ended up, as I think about it, I didn't have clients that got injured because of that. I didn't even think about it till right now.
1: I honestly feel like this is so important that people are hearing this message that um, if you exercise in a way that's caring and kind to your body and that has self-compassion and self-love and gratitude in it, like it is possible to stay injury-free and continue. I think movement is, you know, there's a, there's this misunderstanding sometimes that exercise has to be like self-flagellating like you have to like go as hard as you can and push and you're not sweating you're not working and you're sweating fat crying and all you know like no like what if you just like love your body and move in a way that feels great so because then you can do it into your 60s and 70s and 80s and beyond oh until
0: already I'm already saying every five years I do a marathon so I'm already saying that I'm I'm going I'm already thinking at 105 that i'm going to yeah. do cuz every 5 years i do a 0 and 5 birthday ending.
1: Okay. Well, i'm uh, i'm 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 here i'm invested in the journey with you. So, <laughs> i am not completing marathons anymore um you know, but i'm very excited to I'm very excited how this is going to affect my own mindset as I'm starting my own fitness journey. Again, I call it sedentary to fit. because that's what I'm trying to do. And what does fit mean? that's well, my own, my own decision on what fit mm-hmm. means. It definitely does not mean more Ironmans or more triathlons or anything like yeah. that, but I'm going to drop adopt some of the things that you've just shared into my own sedentary to fit journey, because that feels so good. So, all right, if you haven't had an aha moment, my listeners, um, listen again, because Sharon is just sharing so much incredible wisdom with us right now. And I I think it's, uh, it's incredible to hear. So, um, okay. I just want to get back to your story for just a second because you, you left Florida to Colorado. So did you, were you able to take your fitness business with you? Or is that when you sort of shifted to doing the writing and the programs and that kind of thing?
0: No, actually the, so the fitness business ended, Well, as a formal fitness trainer, I still continued my exercise and fitness, but, um, so the past 30 years I've been a massage therapist and I haven't formally, I give people, I share with people anytime they ask a question, I'm more than happy to give my, my intuitive answers to them. But, um, but I've been a massage therapist for 30 years. Okay. And and so one thing I will say too, here's my, um, positive spin on, on, um, the pandemic. So I'd always be busy with my massage business and I didn't get to put as much time as I wanted into the gratitude work. Well, since the pandemic and I wasn't working for like nine months to a year, there was my blessing that I got to really emphasize and put a lot more work into the gratitude. And, and still to this day, like I got the balance now, I'm not going to go all into the massage. I love massage and I'll, I still do it, mm-hmm. but I've I've got a balance between now I have both.
1: And that in itself, and I Yes. I remember you had said the massage. I didn't realize that the fitness, because there are people that are doing the fitness and the massage and all of that. So Mm -hmm. I didn't realize the massage was your hundred percent sort of career. And again, to be in your sixties and still doing massage therapy is also an incredible testament to taking care of your body because it is a very, very physical type of work. And you don't see a lot of, you know, over 40 massage therapists. So unless you've taken good care of yourself, which is amazing. So your newest book, mm-hmm. Gratisize 365. So is that, mm-hmm. was that born through the pandemic then?
0: No, you know, that book has actually been, it was on my mind for the past couple of years. Um, at right after this, I, so I wrote one in 2016 and one in 2017. And right after that one, you know, it's like, it just keeps, you know, once it starts, it just keeps coming. You can relate to this. It's just the thoughts and the ideas keep coming. And so on my Facebook page for the past Gosh, six or six years, I've been writing one exercise every single day of gratitude. It's it, it, it called a gratitude exercise. So I've been keeping track. I started writing down a notebook years ago, all these different exercises that I've been using. And I knew that one day they would be, they, I could use it somewhere. And then it's you know again when I told you about how as we're doing it the growth continues and continues. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Then all of a sudden I have been I, it came to me year a couple of years ago of just different steps that I, that are in the book now mm. of how to do the the daily gratitude routine you know from the time you wake up throughout the day um, until you go to sleep. So it's been kind of a work in progress for quite a few years, and I'm just elated that this is the year that it came out.
1: Yeah, exciting. Okay. So take me through it. So every, you get like a page a day that takes
0: you through, or is it like a system that you repeat? How? In the book, when I start out, um, I talk about just my journey and how the it, how the word, how gratisize even came about for me. And then, but then I take them through every step. You know, I give it, I give examples. I give tons of examples in, in my own journey of that. Mm. So, so the first one is, as you know, why I love also what you're doing in the name of yours about the wake up gratitude, because I'm sure you, as I, well, I, let me back that up a minute. I want to share something with you because um, I heard you just recently on, on a podcast and uh, my story, I want to share about the wake up. I wrote the book in 2016, the 28 day gratitude workout. It took me a year later. I kid you not. And all of a sudden I had a wake up realizing that I never once woke up and said, thank you that, uh, for being alive. I had that epiphany came to me and I'm like, oh my gosh. And there was another thing that I took for granted. You know, it was the shower I was that. but a year later I said, oh my gosh, I am taking for granted my gift of being alive. And from that moment on, it it's, was shocking to me. And that became a very important aspect for me of, of making sure I, I really tap into that. So the wake up became is extremely, I mean, for that, but as you know, the wake up is, is everything, you know, how we, how we do that. It's being intentional. And I know I'm speaking to choir here, but it is, you know, it's just, but it is so intentional and so important um, the wake up.
1: I'm actually really glad you mentioned that because you're speaking to me who lives that way, but someone listening, it's their first time here, maybe. And they, they haven't really thought about that. They Mm -hmm. haven't really thought about what is, you know, what is it actually to wake up with gratitude? Mm -hmm. What does that mean and how impactful that has? And, you know, mine came from like really understanding. It came from, you know, a situation where I did almost lose my life. You know, I did Mm -hmm. go through a bacterial infection that, you know, almost took my life and all of these things. And then I really like had that depth of understanding of today is truly a gift And I also at the same time love hearing when someone else comes to that realization, but it wasn't because Mm -hmm. like they didn't have to have a traumatic experience to find that. And that's really the goal of why I keep sharing this work and keep connecting with people is someone listening today, Sharon, is going to hear the words that you just shared Mm -hmm. And they're going to decide that tomorrow morning is the first day where they actually give thanks for the, the fact that yeah. they
0: woke up today. So, yeah. so but there's more to it, right? So the um, so then the next step. Um, so I use everything I do. I use workout terms with it. Mm-hmm. So then the next step is the warm up, and that's the morning routine. Mm-hmm. And I give all kinds of um, ideas of what you can do for the morning for yourself. Yeah. um and then the next step is the workout and that is um and that's a really cool one and it's just you'll have to really get the book for that yeah, but it's it's just utilizing thinking about throughout your day how do you um i have okay so this is kind of cool because i get these words that come to me so throughout the day i have people i say stop and give me three grata reps and they're gratitude reps <laughs> So, yes. um, so that's really cool. So throughout the day and, and I like to make it fun, you know, not, I just like really like to make the whole thing fun. So that's the the workout. And then the cool down is at night before you go to bed. Yeah. Oh, it's so clever. It's so clever. I
1: love it so much. And I love that again, this connection to intuition, a lot of what I do as well, like I let my, I allow my intuition to talk to me. Um, you know, when I wrote my book, I would mm-hmm. go for a walk and then the chapters would like download. Yeah you know, while I'm walking and then get home and just write them. And, you know, the book, it's like the book was already made and I was Mm -hmm. just writing it down. And I I hear that in your work too, how you're saying like these terms, just like, they come to me. And that's cool because anybody can tap into that intuition. Anybody Mm -hmm. can tap into the creative field and having a gratitude practice because the gratitude practices bring us into the present moment. Mm -hmm. It does make it easier for us to tap into our intuition or tap into the creative field because, we've stopped, right? We've stopped. And also what I love about what you're sharing too, is about the fact that this is, the wake up part is really important. And if that was the only thing that someone was doing great, but I love the way you bring it throughout the day,
0: because I do believe that there is a way for us to live this way. Right. And, you know, the other thing as you know, it's, um, you know, the way, and we understand this and other, many others do too, but how you feel that the the change and the ease and the feeling that you do, you have when you're really practicing gratitude, there's nothing. It's, it's, it's a secret that you and I, and so many others want to get out to the world so that others can really feel that way in their own way, but feel really good.
1: Yeah. And I think a book like yours is really important To guide us in this way, to have the support. Um, And also, you know, when you're following a book that's 365 days, like that's a simple way to make a commitment to yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Because you have a book that's guiding you through the year. Mm -hmm. And just like any habit, you know, we've heard it before. It takes 21 days to make a habit, 30 days, 90 days. Who the, I don't know. You can actually create a habit in one day. Mm -hmm but it also might take 365 days. And so that's what I really like about, you know, the way that your book comes together is it is about that what can we do in a year? And we sometimes really get frustrated with ourselves, you know, cuz you know, you've been in fitness and around that for years like the new year's resolution and all that stuff and it's like but what if we, instead of just like worrying about what we're doing in January, what if we focused on what we can do in that year, a little bit
0: at a time, a new habit at a time?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: no, that's true. And you know, the one thing good about that, I also like about the book is one is I have them, if they choose, there's a gratisized promise. They can, they can set a promise themselves in the book, but every day there's a, there's a 365 days. So I have the steps and it's just not a lot of writing It's some checkoffs and stuff. It's just to keep accountable. But if they miss a day, so be it. And you can, whenever you start, you start. So there's no January one to December 31st. And um, yeah, I think, I think that's like really important to just Mm -hmm. do that. But so every, there will be a day, every day you'll have a place that you can go to and and check things off and do a little writing.
1: I think that's important too, that you can start at any time. And Mm -hmm. also, you know, I think about like when I started this, like this sedentary to fit journey for myself, I started in December. I also started my podcast in December because I said to myself, when I started my podcast in December of 2019, I said to myself, you know, everyone's going to wait till January 1st to launch their podcast. I'm going to launch mine in December, right? Get ahead of the game. It was the same with the fitness thing. I was like, you know, I'm 45 right now, be 46 next month. I need to start doing things to make sure that my body stays healthier as I go and, you know, go into my next decade. And so I decided not to wait. I was like, I'm just going to start today. And I think that's great is you can start today. So um, where
0: is the best place to find your book? So it'll be, it should be today or tomorrow. It'll be on Amazon. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So great. Well, by the time this gets released, we'll be able to find it through Amazon. Okay, great. Amazing. And and And, also
0: they could go to to my website. It's the gratisize365.com website.
1: Okay. Perfect. So yeah, I was going to say, where's the best place to find you and find more about you and who you are, because I know you've been doing more speaking and you're getting on more podcasts and sharing this message on a broader basis. So we definitely want people to be able to connect with you directly. So gratisize365.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And I know you're on the socials as well and you post all the time, which is great. I'll make sure all the links are there. So Sharon, as we wrap up this beautiful conversation, gosh, I really enjoy just like having a, a fun conversation about gratitude and all these ways to practice gratitude that I hadn't thought of before. And I thank you for that. But as we wrap things up, if you could leave our listeners with just one of your favorite ways to incorporate gratitude into your life, what would that
0: be? Hmm. You know, okay, this is what came to my mind. I think that if when you wake up in the morning, finding one thing to, that you could think of to be grateful for at lunchtime, one thing you can be grateful for dinner time, same. And before you go to sleep, yeah. that's what I would say. Perfect. I adore that. Thank you
1: so much, Sharon. I, Just, I'm so grateful we met. We were connected again through our friend, Lauren, Gratitude Addict. I mean, she has connected me to so many incredible people. We have some other connections. You know, this beautiful world of people that, you know, are gratitude ambassadors. Like we're sharing gratitude with the world. We're trying to get, we're getting our messages out there. It just feels like this community is growing at an exponential rate right now. And that excites me. It excites me that we're connecting with so many people and having you as a guest today, there are people listening right now that will connect to you in a way that they've never connected with anybody else. And I just, I'm just so grateful for your authenticity, your integrity and just having you as a guest today. So thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you so much. It's, it's made my day, my year. Right? It feels <laughs> so good. Thank you again. Thanks for sticking around till
1: the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast. So you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing. I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.